actually been some great research studies on this recently. They also look at some of the tribes or cultures that have, you know, the longest lifespans and note that they eat less. Hey folks, this is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me again. Today I have a solo cast and I'm calling it the Three Pillars of Longevity, Part 1. Before I start, may I remind you to please, if you're up to it, rate this podcast on iTunes. So what are the three pillars of longevity? Well, these are my ideas on the three most important elements of optimal health that will lead to a long life without any of the debasing effects of ill health or nutrition-based diseases. What I'm talking about is becoming our own healthcare system, where we enact principles that have the possibility of eliminating the need to ever visit a doctor again, certainly eliminating any potential for a nutrition-based disease, which account for most of our current healthcare issues. Human being, I believe that if born healthy, can remain healthy throughout life and even extend life beyond what might be common today. By reorienting your beliefs about human health, and also dialing some habits in these three areas that I call the three pillars of longevity. Now, these principles are not new. They've been used by wise people and tribes for thousands of years to overcome sickness or to prevent sickness and to master optimal physical health and vitality. But the pillars have been largely obscured or even distorted by modern nutritional science and the big pharma-sponsored health system, which is clearly focused on sickness rather than health. I believe that an earnest quest by all of us to master these pillars, though it may not bring immortality, will greatly improve the quality of our lives. And not only that, but the vibrancy and the energy that we have to bring to our families and our professional careers. What are the three pillars? They are fueling, recovery, and integrated training. Now, this is a pretty big topic and will end up as a a chapter or two in my next update to my Unbeatable Mind book. But in this podcast, I'm just going to focus on fueling, the first pillar. So the idea and notion of of fueling as a pillar of excellence requires an overhaul of how we think about food and how we fuel our bodies. Now, throughout history, there have been certain small pockets of humans and individuals who've discovered this wisdom, and have been able to maintain a vital, healthy body and mind well into their hundreds, some even beyond, if you believe the stories. These cultures and these individuals have a very different relationship to food and fueling than most of us today in the West, and they live to this ripe old age as vibrant, healthy, contributing members of society, not broken down in the hospital, dealing with terminal illness or in a nursing home. And they don't require an army of doctors, supplements, or drugs in a trillion-dollar healthcare industry to achieve this vitality. Now, their discovery was that they're meant to fuel, naturally the human is meant to fuel the body with air, water, micro and macronutrients from optimal quality sources in the right quantities at the right times and for their minimal effective dose needs. So we can learn from them habits that will quickly unlock excellence for us In this pillar. Now, here's my take on how timing, quality, and quantity of fueling of macronutrients can be improved. I'll address breathing and hydration at a later time. First, let's talk about timing. 
Now, traditionally, we've been taught to eat three square meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I propose dropping this artifice. Though it's well-intentioned, eating three large sit-down meals certainly isn't what your body needs and it's not what it's asking for. I believe we're meant to move throughout the day and graze when our energy levels require an up-leveling. We're meant to take a break to eat only when we've accomplished a challenging task or during that task if our energy level drops. Think of your day like an endurance event where you're going to fuel before and throughout the day to maintain energy and output. Now, pausing for an hour and a half or an hour midday to sit and eat a large lunch meal only slows the body down, introduces lethargy, and and causes digestion problems. And of course, that afternoon nap. All these things cause us to lose momentum, and it's not optimal fueling. So I'm an advocate of training and working through lunchtime and snacking throughout the day. Now, let's take a look at the morning. The morning is a time for reflection and preparation for the day. And so we need a jumpstart snack, hopefully with lots of fat in it to get the brain energized. But we don't want necessarily a huge morning sit-down meal either. Oftentimes, I just combine my breakfast and lunch in a 11 a.m. kind of brunch on the go even. And uh, that's perfect for getting me throughout the day. What about evening? Now, this is the one time I really do believe a sit-down meal with your family makes a lot of sense, primarily for the communication and the communion. But it also needs to be or should be your lightest meal of the day, you know, if we're going to have a full sit-down meal. That's why it's called supper, right? It's a light meal. So a salad or soup and salad or something light is nice. And eating too much in the evening leads to sleep issues, which impairs our recovery efforts which will be a subject of a future discussion. There's lots more to say on timing, but uh, let me move on. Talk about quality. This is what most people focus on when it comes to food and fuel. And there's a lot more people who have have a lot more information and knowledge about this than I do. So I'll just give you kind of my high-level view on this. You know, food quality isn't rocket science. You know, we all know that high-quality food is healthier than barcoded crud that we've been accustomed to over the last 30 or 40 years. Now, that barcoded crud may give us a sugar hit and it may taste good, but when you move toward high-quality whole foods and you begin to feel the effects of your body, then that other type of barcoded crud, the boxed processed food, starts to become anathema to us. We just have no interest in it. Fortunately for us, the farm-to-table industry is growing fast, even though there's a lot of pushback from the FDA, which is being pushed by the... uh, by the big cattle and food companies. But I think they'll prevail. When I grew up in upstate New York, the farm-to-table was taken for granted. We had a a neighbor who shared a big garden with us. My mom and I and the other kids were always out working it. And we even borrowed a cow on occasion to eat. I recall delight and almost stupefaction when the first TV dinner showed up. Little did I know that I was the subject of a new social experiment that ultimately was designed to put me in the hospital after 40 years of eating that junk. Fortunately, I figured out the scam early enough to avoid that fate. Now, the more controversial aspect of my quality principle is to move away from meat, from having meat, having to need meat, I should say, certainly at every meal. Now, when I grew up, this was given. You had eggs, potatoes, some meat for breakfast, or cereal, and lunch was some sort of meat sandwich, and dinner always had some sort of meat, potatoes, pasta, or vegetables. 
All that meat was slowly killing me. Again, not to mention the bread, cereal, and pasta, which, you know, paleo experts such as my friend Rob Wolf have shed light on can have a deleterious effect on our health, especially if they're not, if they're just kind of processed white bread and pasta. Now, there are a lot of really good breads and pastas, whole grain breads and um, vegetable-based pastas, which are starting to come out. So I'm not totally against them. I'm just saying that the traditional white bread and pasta made with processed flour is just horrific. Now, I have slowly changed my attitudes about meat. I'm not saying I'm completely off it, but I expect to be within a couple of years. Meat just takes a ton of energy to digest. It's really toxic to our system, especially red meat. And I'm going to put the most white meat, most dense meat in, in that category. Meat eaters may howl at this assertion, state that eating meat is a basic human right, which it is. Now, but I ask what the animal that we're eating ate. In the case of a lot of beef, it's often corn or just grass. And so we're essentially eating a protein source that's brought up on corn or grass and is also full of the animal's toxins. So can't we get the same benefit just by eating the vegetables or the corn or grass? Well, the answer is yes. I mean, we do need a good mix of macronutrients. But basic thing, I, I don't think that we get enough fat. And I think that healthy carbohydrates have taken a wrap because everyone's focused on bad carbohydrates. And I think that we need less protein than most people are saying in the world. But, you know, you need to be your own experimentation machine. Now, I am less concerned with fish. I think fish is a better meat choice, though it has taken me years to acquire the taste. And I often worry about water source toxicity. Anyways, I increasingly believe that we're better off with a naturally grown whole food source of food for fueling. And we can get tons of protein from peas, hemp, or kale, and other sources. Hey folks, I want to take a moment to let you know about a product I've been using over the past month or so. I don't do this very often, but there's a few products that I think that you need to know about, and this is one of them. It's called the Clean Energy Patch. It's basically a cleaner way to get energy without using energy drinks like Rockstar or you know, Red Bull or those, you know, those shots that come in the little plastic bottles. Those things just rot your gut. The clean energy patch, however, you just slap it on your arm and it slowly energizes you or keeps you energized throughout the day. Originally designed for athletes and military members to boost performance naturally without those side effects like jitters and dehydration, which are going to degrade your performance. And let me tell you what, it does what it says. I was so impressed with it that I asked if they'd be willing to give a discount to you, listeners of this podcast, so you can try it too. So Clean Energy Patch is offering a 20% discount to all Unbeatable Mind listeners on your first order. Use the code UNBEATABLE2016 at www.cleanenergypatch.com to take advantage of the offer. And check out the show notes below for more information. Now... Our conditioning and the taste of red meat or chicken and social needs are certainly going to get in this way, away of this idea and implementing it anyways. And I, I have challenges with it myself. But if we are serious about optimal health and longevity, soon you'll take this notion seriously. And you're going to investigate this and begin to experience with a whole food, natural diet. Or at least a diet like the Mediterranean diet, which is extremely light on any meats. 
So bottom line, I recommend high-quality, locally grown, whole food sources and to limit or eliminate meat altogether. This diet will have a high nutrient value, be seasonally adjusted for variety, and include the appropriate micro and macronutrients. Lots of fat, lots of good carbohydrates, probiotics, vitamins, minerals, and the appropriate level of protein. Certainly, getting enough protein from a garden meal can be a challenge. But like I said, I think we need less protein and more fat anyhow. Health benefits will far outweigh the challenge of getting an ample supply. Now, some technology entrepreneurs, such as my friend Connor Young's Ample Meal, are going to help us make this change easily. Now, Ample Meal is essentially a complete, healthy, whole food meal that has been processed into a powder form, and it's in a bottle, so you just add water. And it's got a great combination of protein, carbohydrates, and fat, all from whole food, healthy sources. It's going to be a huge hit. I'm excited for Connor and him getting that product on the market. All right, what about quantity? Now, I estimate that we eat possibly 30% more food than we need. There have actually been some great research studies on this recently, and most of those studies have been on rats, but they also look at some of the tribes or cultures that have, you know, the longest lifespans and note that they eat less, about 25 to 30% less than we do in the West. Food consumption has largely become about pleasure and socialization. And excess is easy because it's available everywhere. Right? We live in an abundant world. You know, add to this the addiction effect of the sugar and salt that is dumped into food by the food processing coming, and you get a one-two punch that leads to overconsumption. But if you start by breaking the sugar-salt habit and not consuming anything with sugar in it, and then begin to watch the salt, you're going to increase naturally your fat intake, and you're also going to find that you need much less volume of food while you're going to get the same caloric bang for your buck. Now, what else? What about fasting? You know, you can decrease the quantity of food also by introducing a fast into your routine. Fasting can be done through intermittent fasting or periodic fasting. You know, intermittent fasting is where you take a long break between food ingestion either daily or once or more a week. So the way I do this is I, I have my last meal around 7 p.m. and then I don't eat again until 10 a.m. the next day. That's about 14-hour intermittent fast. The only thing I'll put in my stomach is water and then I have a little cup of coffee with some butter and uh, coconut oil in the morning. Now, periodic fasting is always good. and That's something where you do maybe one day a week or um, maybe a couple days or three days a quarter, or maybe five days once a year. The fast is a great way to give your body a chance to detoxify, reset your immune system, and decrease the volume or the quantity of food you eat. It has great longevity benefits. There's a new diet called the fat-mimicking diet, actually, which is worth experiencing or looking into. Now, fat-mimicking diet says essentially that you're going to greatly diminish the quantity of calories you take in. And I think it's like once a month, you'll drop your caloric intake to like 600 calories uh, for three or four days. And so it mimics a fast without having to go cold turkey. Check into the Blue Zone study to learn more about the cultures that have experienced benefits of eating less and fasting. 
And these people typically live into the hundreds. Now, of course, there's other factors involved, such as daily exercise and community and purpose. But I think the diet is one of the core reasons. So to summarize for now, these three pillars of longevity are fueling, recovery, and integrated training. Fueling for excellence includes how we orient ourselves to the macronutrients that we take in, how we hydrate our body, and breathing. I addressed the macronutrients here in this podcast and noted that we should endeavor to eat more frequently, lower quantities of food, and higher qualities of whole food, real food. Now, when it comes to the other aspects of fueling, which are hydration and breathing, I'm going to address those next, and they're critical as well. Later on, we'll address the other two pillars, which are recovery, sleep and recovery, and integrated training. But if you can take care of fueling, recovery, and integrated training and dial them all up to the same level of importance in your life, then the health benefits will be extraordinary and obvious very quickly. I know you'd be pleasantly surprised at how good you feel and perform, and this will translate and ripple into healthy family and more performance benefits at work. Dial in this first pillar, or this first aspect of this first pillar, and we'll come back and hit up the other ones later on. Hoo-yah. Coach Devine Hunt. Hey, if you really want to immerse yourself in the SealFit lifestyle, instead of just attending an event, then the SealFit online program is the great thing to check out. The Elite Plus training will give you the tools you need to keep your performance honed and to amp it up in all of the five mounts, physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and your Kokoro spirit. The program is where you find the daily op-wad, on-ramp wad, master's wad, and soft wad. Great tips on nutrition, recovery, durability, stamina, all the training, exercise videos, other tips, and also premium content from myself and the entire SealFit coaching staff. It really is an amazing program. So supercharge your training by making an annual commitment to the SealFit online program, and specifically the Elite Plus. If you do so, we're going to send you a discount code for $200 off any SealFit event. This offer may end at any time. So go to SealFit.com slash commit. That's SealFit.com slash commit. And discover your peak performance through the SealFit online training community. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen. 